right, everybody. We're live for another edition of the Pirates Podcast to be named later. I'm Eddie Provident. With me is the man on his way to Baltimore, Maryland himself, Alex Stump. You gonna do any uh you gonna do any sightseeing in Maryland or are you just business trip? Uh I'm gonna eat. Yeah, I, well I, you I have eat. to. Crab cakes. Yeah. Yeah, crab cakes, crab whatever, put old bay, you know, on my oatmeal in the morning. No, like let's <laughs> let's do Baltimore right. Nice, nice. Alex, I want to jump right into it. I think you jinxed the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, probably, but you have to be more specific. Okay, so a couple weeks ago on our show, you said that Major Major League Baseball would eventually figure them out. And now, oh, I think it's a jinx because I think if you wouldn't have said anything, I think they would have been still a top two or three team in the league. I think they'd be on cruise control right now. No, let's be real. You were right. There was, in all likelihood, this was going to come back down to earth and it has come back down to earth, but it's come down to earth, maybe a little harder than we all had hoped. Uh, like the landing gear busted mid, you know, mid flight. And we're, we're trying to get this thing, you know, on the ground without, uh, without any mass casualties. What, what have you seen as you've been covering the baseball team? What, what's the big thing? Obviously there's a, a big lack of offense. Um, but is there anything that points to it that you are seeing while you're, you know, while you're following the team? See, I'm not even like harping on the lack of offense because it's more those first, you know, that first month of the season, that was such good fundamental baseball all the way around. They were fielding well. They were running the bases. They were smart in how they ran the bases. They were executing whenever they needed to. It was just like, okay, that was that team playing to its full potential, to its full realization. We all get that. But they have done None of that these last 10 games outside of Mitch Keller, you know, one, you know, Tuesday night or Monday night, I guess. Uh, It was, we're just seeing so many bad base running decisions. It's one thing to be caught stealing, trying to get yourself in a scoring position. You know, it's another for, I'm trying to steal third base with two outs. You gain next to nothing. And the risk, even if you are like 99% sure, it's like, well, the odds say 99% sure isn't really good enough for this right now. Like you got to be 100% sure. You got to see the third baseman, you know, catching, you know, or picking dandelions in the outfield for you to go for this right now. Like it's one of those situations. We're seeing... Castro make two really bad errors at shortstop in the trop. And I think the Pirates win one of those games if he executes right, if he, you know, makes both of those plays. I don't disagree. Uh, yeah. the they're calling up Chris Owings, who, very nice guy, but let's be real here. It's Chris Owings. <laughs> right. Let's be real here. Like, this guy is not the savior. So what, I mean, obviously they need to get back to Get back to base. I know it sounds stupid, but it is. Get back to basics. You know, uh, playing the field better, making better decisions, like you said, with, on the base paths. Uh, how does that start, though? Because right now I see this team in such a funk that, yeah, you know, it, it's it's almost like they're in their own way right now. Um, obviously, we've talked about uh, Carlos Santana. We've talked about uh, Andrew McCutcheon. We've talked about the leadership in that room. Um, w- when when is it time to maybe start 
holding them accountable uh, for this team's, or do you think we're not there yet? No, I mean, we're, it's still 10 games. As bad as these 10 games have been, it's one sixteenth of a season. And even yeah. with it, this team is still 21 and 17, which if you know nothing, if you knew nothing about how this season was going to go, and it's just like you could sign up for the parts being 21 and 17, you, you know, during the one quarter mark of the season, you'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Take that 100 times out of 100. Yeah, it's look, I'm going to harp on just what runners in scoring position. This team has six hits you know, over in the month of uh, May. They're like six for 53. I think the number is they're hitting mm-hmm. 113, whatever that is, whatever the math number is. Uh, four of those hits are from Kutch and Santana. Like it's just at some point, other people have got to follow through also. Like yeah. Sawinski had a really nasty slump in there. Hayes has not lived up to his expected stats. Uh, Brian Reynolds is swinging a hot bat right now, but he also hasn't homered in a month. There's yeah. like a lot of stuff like that little stuff that whenever you, you're not getting that top of the line production from your top guys and you have to rely on like the Austin hedges or the Marcanos. It's. And I want to be perfectly clear here, yeah. Alex. I, this isn't something that I like, I don't think it's, you hold them accountable. I've just had enough conversations with people that, and, and you know how this fan base in city is. It, we, it's a jaded market. <laughs> so at the, at the drop of anything bad, it's all automatically goes to who blames who. So I, you know, part of me is playing devil's advocate here. Like, you know, where, where do you, I don't even want to say place ba- blame because I don't think it's that. I just, like you said, it's a 10 game slump. I mean, it's just a bad stretch yeah. of baseball. Um, every team goes through bad stretches of baseball. It's just a lot of teams have the luxury of, you know, having it happen, you know, 65, 70 games into the season, 100 games into the season when, you know, they're already, you know, a team like Atlanta or, you know, uh, LA or, you know, one of the top tier teams in baseball, uh, when everything kind of comes back to level, if they have that bad slump while they're 10, 15 games, uh, you know, uh, above 500 or, you know, 10, 15 games ahead of the next closest team to them, that 10 game slump doesn't matter as much. What we're seeing with the Pirates, it's a 10-game slump at the beginning of the season when there's a game, at at best, there was a, a game and a half, two games in between them and the second place team in the, in the division. So I, th- I can't scoreboard watch or care about division. No, uh, but that, that's my, lie. but that's, that's my, I, you just, that's my point is it, it's just, it's magnified because of when it's happening, I think. Um, I, I honestly think that we're going to see a lot better baseball from this team. I don't think this is, I'm not pressing a pan. I said this last week. I'm going to say it again this week. I'm not pressing the panic button yet. Someone needs to hit because yeah. honestly, the way this team, someone needs to hit and someone besides Mitch Keller in that rotation needs to step up. This is a really bad time for Roe to hit a really bad skid. This is a really bad time for Rich Hill to become inconsistent. This is a really bad time to lose Velasquez to injury. Even if it's a shorter term injury, mm-hmm. it's going to be still a couple turns through the rotation where you don't have someone who had a low three ERA and was really reliable. There's just a lot of stuff going on with this team that some people have to step up. Like we saw it in the, uh, on Wednesday with Kutch, like he, didn't put the whole team on his back, but like he had a really good game and yeah. the Pirates need more games like that from their team, from yeah. more players, especially that second tier. That's why this team was started off 20 and eight. I'm going to say it 
besides the pitching, which was the most important part, I think, of that first month, uh, the second part was Castro was great. And Jiwan Bay was a really solid guy who was contributing in his own way. And Jack Sawinski was playing like an all-star for a month. Like there was just like a long, and then. Dude, he even got, he even got a couple of uh, honorable mention votes in the MLB's early MVP uh, thing they put out last week. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like his April was great and he's had a couple good at bats, but like no production to show for it in May. And, Look, I don't want to divide this team as like your A team and your B team, but like you know you're always going to get something out of Brian Reynolds. You expect to get something out of Kutch, out of Carlos Santana. It's the Ken Jacksonwinski, this really streaky player, cut down on the streakiness, and he hasn't so far this year. Can Key contribute offensively? Can, you know, G1 and like all these other guys and you need that full. You can't go through a lineup where only two out of nine are producing. You need to have five, six, ideally nine, but at least I, half. I guess if I'm going to look at it glass half full, I'd rather see them go through these growing pains now than you know later on in the season if they get to a point where in where they're in the playoff race. Um, I know every game counts the same, 162 games, but I, I think that going through the growing pains in the beginning of the season is a lot better than going through growing pains towards the end of the season or when, you know, when things are, you know, shaping up a little more personally. You, uh, I you, think you give yourself more room to, to build is what I would say. You also, the way that was phrased, it really does sound like that this, it would be contained to this and there's no guarantee for that. You're right. No, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that. I, uh, I this just, is a big series. I mean, I'm yeah. not to oversell. We're recording this on Thursday, so we don't know how Friday's game goes off. But like, this is a big series. Not that they have to sweep or whatever, but they just got to look like a good baseball team against a good yeah. baseball team. I guess I, I'm at the point right now, Alex, where I, I'm not, I'm not worrying yet, and I'm not freaking out yet because I don't know that you can fake what they did at 20 and eight. I, I, that that no, stretch that, true, that they that went was on, everyone playing to their potential. But okay, so maybe you know, in a 162 game season, maybe you don't get every single player on the roster playing to their potential, you know, for 15 games in a row. But I also don't think you get the situation where they're in right now, where there's two players playing to their potential, you know, for a 10 game stretch. I think in a 162 game season, not to keep repeating that, but I think everything comes will eventually level out. And you probably get something in the middle, which will put you, if if we're playing that game, it would put you square in the middle of things. It doesn't guarantee you a playoff spot. It doesn't guarantee you 500, but it puts you square in the middle of the things if you if you find that, that level watermark. See, I think that level watermark is closer to what I predicted at the beginning of the year, which was 70, 72 wins, like in that range, though. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, point, I predicted. I predicted seventy-seven. After starting twenty and eight would be a horrible disappointment. It would be a huge disappointment. We talked. Yeah, it's another thing we talked about. I think anything under five hundred right now would be a disappointment. The way they started off. So, I mean, we're you know, we're trying to figure out who the twenty twenty-three Pittsburgh Pirates are. Are they that twenty and eight team that we've seen, or are they this team that we've seen for the last 10, 15 games? That's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. So, all right, all right. We did the negative stuff. There was one yeah. thing that happened this week. Yeah, one we very good thing. It. Mitch Keller. Yeah, we'll be right back.
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Eddie, where does... Am I out out of line if I say that start by Mitch Keller was one of the best by a pirate starter in PNC Park history? No, not you're not. In the best or whatever, or top no. five, or whatever. But like, I, I think no. top ten. Dude, I, I'm right there with you, man. I am so right there with you. Uh, hit. Okay, so you're around the team more, so you you would have a better answer on this. I don't think that's a slider. Is they they were calling it a sweeper on on Twitter. What is that th- that pitch? Yeah. It, it, I mean, I guess technically, Sweeper like, is- it, I guess technically it's a slider, but like that thing looked like there was a freaking magnet on the other side of the plate that that ball was just like attracted. I've, I haven't seen movement like that from a Pirates pitcher in, in quite some time, man. That was impressive. Like a Pirates starter. And dude, that. <laughs> He was making people look foolish. Yeah. That was yeah, so impressive. Is, that's and what this letter evolved into. I mean, it's just the pitch that's more horizontal movement than anything. And it, yeah. it can just run away. And, and whenever dude, he pairs it with that cutter, which is basically just a gyro slider half the time, like that, he has all these different pitches that have moved different ways, that could go different ways. He's got an arsenal of six pitches. All of them do something different. The the big thing with pitching, and I, I think people that are listening to this show know this. I, I don't think I'm telling anyone anything they don't know, especially a guy like me. Um, <laughs> but the whole idea of pitching, at least how I was taught in high school, was you want to change speeds and you want to change planes. Right? Th- those are the two big things. Change speeds, change planes. And Mitch Keller was doing that so well Monday night. He was... You know, at one point in time, I think in the ninth inning, he was still hitting 97, 98 mile an hour, which is incredible in its in its own right. Uh, but then, like you said, he's got pitches, six different pitches that do different things. And some of them have more of a vertical break. Some of them have like that's we have that horizontal break that's just impossible to tell what it's doing. Um, and the way that he's able to mask them, too, with his his uh, delivery. Like that's, I think that's the other big thing is he's not giving batters a jump on picking these pitches up right now. His arm slot and and the way that he controls things, man, it's so so controlled right now and so so good right now. It's just I haven't seen a Pirates pitcher look like that, man. Probably since that playoff run. I mean, it's been a long while since I've seen somebody command a game like that. It was. Yeah. I think. I think they said on the broadcast it was twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen was the last complete game. Was that Something right? Something like that. Yeah. Or uh, Pirates. Stephen yeah. Broad had one in twenty twenty. Was it twenty twenty? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I remember. Maybe was I was. Maybe game. it was shut out or something. I, but regardless, maybe. it was. It's been a while. It was the longest streak in Major League Baseball uh, for a team. You know, in between. Uh, in between 
complete games. And man, was it needed? We talked a couple weeks ago about who was going to step up and put their, you know, and put the foot down and and stop the bleeding uh, for this baseball team. At least for one night, Mitch Keller did that. Now they weren't able to capitalize on the uh, on the momentum that he had brought. But boy, talk about stop putting your foot down and stopping things, man. He he really did Monday night. Yeah, and one of the things, look, I've raved about. Stuff, stuff, stuff with him for so long. Yeah. Uh, I heard an interesting story from someone in the organization. Oh, story about, time with Alex Stump. Yeah, with with Keller about how he going back to the sweeper. There was a prospect in spring training who wanted to add a sweeper also, and it wasn't working out. And Mitch Keller went and he just talked to the player for a little bit, like the type of thing that we everyone has talked about how Rich Hill has done mm-hmm. and Rich Hill, you know, that was part of the reason why he came in, you know, so he could be this type of guy to bring this insight, but Keller was doing that too. And I think that says a lot also about where he was compared to like a year or two ago. Like, could you imagine 2021 Mitch Keller, like whatever, he's just being rocked and he, he's getting optioned to Indy last year, about this time, almost was- exactly. He was, uh, devoted to the bullpen against the Cubs. Like there was just a lot of stuff like that, <laughs> that here's this guy who's on the other side of it. And yeah, he's the stopper right now for this team. And he he's is such a likable guy too. Player. He's such a likable guy too. Yeah. I mean, and it's it, before we got on, like you could be the stopper. Oh geez. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great you, episode. You need a stopper. <laughs> I need a stopper or something to hold my phone. Uh, <laughs> since the phone has the mic, uh, he has the the stuff to be the stopper, and he's taking on that leadership angle of it too. Like that's really what I think this organization needs. You know, like it's great Big to have time. a Rich Hill, and you know, but he's also been here only a couple months at this point. Like yeah. Keller's been here; he's come up through the system; he's done it all. He's literally done basically everything that you can have in a major league career. He's been at the lowest of lows. He's been now he's, you know, on the ascent, he's getting closer to the higher highs. Like you need someone like that in your rotation. Yeah. I I think he's everything that you just said, the whole package, right? I think he's a pitcher that you can build a staff around. He might not be your ace, you know, when everything's said and done. Although if he pitches like he did Monday night, maybe he is your ace. But even if he's not your ace, he's that glue guy. He's that guy that you want mm-hmm. to have in the rotation, maybe in that two or three spot to just build everybody around. He's the guy that he's the the constant. He's the guy that that everybody can depend on. He's the guy that people go to. And I think that, you know, AJ Burnett was that before, even though, you know, he came late in his career, he became that. And I love seeing it's a different personality but it's the same glue guy in that rotation and i love to see that from mitch because again i i can't get over how much of a likable guy he is and you want to root for this guy and now he's succeeding and it's just a cool thing to see yeah yeah and it's he would make any rotation in baseball better yes he would i think i I, I don't like it to be a certain number one it talks or label whatever but like he is a really good pitcher who is having a really good season for a team that really needs it. That is a perfect way to put it. 
Now, I'm not going to build on it. Then we're going. <laughs> we're going to call her right then. there. Uh, or drop my phone again. Yeah, so we're going to come back for a little more here in a little bit. <laughs> I, I want to switch. I want to switch gears when we come back, Alex. I got a. I got a serious question for you. All right. got one segment left and i've got the I, I pulled out the real questions all right now i i fully understand that there are some people who can't stand when i do stuff like this i don't care what is your take as a pittsburger on the uh crossover between the iron city i see uh the iron city beer and the turner's tea i haven't had it I'm not brave enough to have it. I got a case in the in the fridge that uh, that has your name on it. Oh, great! great At great least one. a couple of the cans do. Look, man, I got a lot of flack for this. I like it. I like it a lot. But here's the thing: you, I think a lot of people went into this thinking that it was, uh, it was going to be, you know. I see light or Iron City and Turner's Tea doing their rendition of a like a twisted tea, right? No, it is literally Iron. It is Turner's Tea iced tea flavored Iron City. It is just, it, it's almost like they did a half and half, but with Iron City instead of lemonade. Um, I like it. I'm good with it. That sounds horrible. It's it. I, I understand. Look, I get it. I caught a lot of flack already on Twitter. I know I'm going to people are going to tell me to stick to baseball and people are going to tell me all this and that whenever they hear this, this episode. Uh, I don't care. Um, Randy Wagner says he is. Uh, he's excited. Yeah, Wait, listen, he said he's excited about Pirates baseball. You know why else you should be excited about Pirates baseball? I'm bringing it all together right here, Alex. They yeah, have. They have it at the ballpark. You could try it while you're at the ballpark. I know you're working, so technically that's kind of frowned upon, but while you're at PNC Park, you could try this stuff, man. And listen, it's good. I like it. I'm a big guy. I like my beers. All good stuff. Getting a couple comments here at the end of the feed because these are live uh, on YouTube also. We, we need a question here to wrap it all up. Uh, Dave White, we're answering this in one sentence, Eddie. What do you think of Jack Sawinski's defense in center field? I'm gonna say thumbs up, but it's like closer to like central. I was so gonna like- say I, I'm giving him like a 75. percent It's a passing grade, but it's yeah. like the passing grade that I got at Duquesne University. It. <laughs> We're ending on Eddie throwing the <laughs> pulling the pin on the grenade that nobody else had <laughs> and nobody else asked uh, for a moment of self sabotage. That's this whole yeah, episode is a moment of self sabotage for me, man. This whole <laughs> this whole endeavor into the Pirates podcast to be named later has been self sabotage, but I do it for you. <laughs> The That's friendship right there. Whenever you self sabotage yourself to build up, build up your buddy and your podcast host. <laughs> That's why we love Eddie. And if you want to listen to more of Eddie, and I guess me also, like subscribe, 
on either the Pirates YouTube page for DK Pittsburgh Sports or wherever you find a five podcast. This does become a podcast, believe it or not. So thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We'll talk again next week. Bye.